Welcome to the Profitable Speaking Podcast, where we help you build a profitable six-figure business from the stage. Here's your host, Mr. Web Marketing, Brad Hauck. Today, we're exploring the world of workshops and breakout sessions and how to make them both informative, fun, and engaging. Actually, that's three things. As anyone who has attended a conference knows, it can be a challenge to sit through session after session and maintain focus and attention. That's why it's important to create an immersive and captivating experience that not only educates, but also entertains. Welcome to episode 25 of the Profitable Speaking Podcast, where we provide practical tips and insights into how to help you succeed as a public speaker. In today's episode, I'll be looking at developing and delivering workshops and breakout sessions. So get ready to learn how to create a dynamic and interactive breakout session that your attendees will never forget. My first breakout session was in Melbourne, and I had over 300 people in the room. Quite frankly, that's probably more people than you get at a whole conference these days. The topic was on search engine optimization, and I had the whole thing prepared. I had a handout to be used, which is an important thing because it helps you with a range of different things, not just somewhere for people to work, but also it allows you to get your branding in front of people and even special offers. But I'll probably come to that again a little bit later. One of the good things about the handout is you can have the blanks on it and people can fill in their information. Therefore, it creates something that's a usable document. I used a mixed range of delivery techniques because I'm a teacher by background. So I don't just like to stand at the front and lecture. I like to mix things up, do a bit of group, do a bit of individual, depending on how the room is laid out. In this case, it was actually in rows. So we just worked with the people beside us. And look, at the end of the session, everyone had something that they could implement that night and take it away to their business. And this is super important. It's great to do a breakout session, but the whole point of a breakout session is actually to educate people and give them something that they can do, not something they can think about for the next six weeks, something they can do right away. They're keen to go back and do. I think that's really important. Maybe again, it's the teacher in me, but what's the point of standing there telling people all this cool stuff that they never use? I had great feedback from that session because people were really involved. And even better, I actually got some clients because when people saw how much work there was to do and how easy it was for me to do it and how much work it took for them to think about it, they decided it was easier to hire me to do it. So breakout sessions, even though you don't necessarily do any advertising in them, you don't need to. Sometimes people just see the value in your skill and knowledge. Now, one tip that I did remember when I did that session was that my mum always said to me to pack a bag of minties or lollies, depending on what you want to say, and what's available at the time, to give away for good answers. She always used to say to me, throw the minties in because someone gives you a good answer, you can reward them. And it's funny today, whenever I see other speakers do a similar sort of thing, people go mad for it. doesn't matter whether it's a little chocolate or and it doesn't have to be a good chocolate either. It can just be a normal chocolate. It doesn't have to be a lint or something fancy. But giving away something for good answers really gets the crowd involved and everybody is interested in it. So that was my first breakout session. And as you can see, it's like a big mixture of things going on there. I'm going to break that down and have a look at some of other aspects for you to implement in your own breakouts. So why do the breakout rooms? Simply, you can't always be the keynoter. And if you're like, I was never going to be the keynoter because of the way my topic was, it was more technical than necessarily motivational. It's important to realize that there is a great deal of opportunity in the breakout rooms, even if you can't be on the main stage. Breakouts also pay. You get paid to go into a breakout and it's 
can be the same money as you get paid to be on the main stage, depending on your knowledge and what you're giving to that audience. It's a great opportunity to show your knowledge and skills, as I mentioned earlier in Melbourne. And there's a lot less pressure on you when you're in a small room, be it 300 people or 30 people. It's a lot more fun than necessarily standing on the big stage in front of the full audience. There's different sort of pressures involved in this. I suppose one is a little bit more intimate, a little bit chilled and relaxed, whereas when you're in the main stage, you're expected to really perform at this extremely high level, in my experience. So if you just want to work your way in and improve your speaking, this gives you a chance to just get used to being in front of an audience. People in a breakout room also get a chance to achieve something. You know, when you're sitting there on the main stage, often people are listening to information and they're getting big ideas around big concepts. Whereas in a breakout room, you can drill down into a little tiny niche of information and drive people down there and teach them something amazing so that they can achieve something. Another thing about doing breakouts is they always need more breakout sessions than keynotes. You can think of any conference you like. There's only so many main sessions on the main stage, and then after that, all the rest are breakouts. So they're probably five to one ratio. Sometimes it can be higher, depending on how many stages they've got going at once. So there's a lot more opportunity for you as a speaker to get in front of a crowd. And of course, there's always lots of business to be had or training to be had off the back. So I love breakouts. I really do. They're my favorite thing to do. And I enjoy being there with the people. Again, that probably comes from my teaching background. I'm used to being in a classroom. I suppose used to when I say that. I'm talking about 15 years ago now at least. But that's the key thing. I love it. So how can you make your breakouts stand out from the other speakers so that you get callbacks and opportunities to speak again. The first, first thing you need to do really is brainstorm creative ideas that engage your audience and make the session stand out. So don't just go in there and drop some information on someone. Take time to do a little bit of planning. First thing you can do is start with an exciting topic. Make it eye-catching. It's really frustrating when I see titles of people's speeches because the opportunity is to make it sound exciting, but they put something plain like, Dealing with change. Now, that's really great. You can change that to how to cope with change when the world's burning down around you. It sounds better. Now, not necessarily a great idea, but it's something to think about. Come up with a better topic. And if you get stuck, go and use some AI to come up with some what's called clickbait headlines. That'll open your eyes up to the possibilities that you can use. When you're writing your breakout session, use the standard rules of writing a speech. Build it around one main point with three sub points that support the main point. Don't try and get too far deep. Don't do 20 things you can do or 100 things to help you achieve this or that. Keep it tight around one main point because you want to get cut through and you want people to succeed around that point. Keep your information focused. Don't go wide. As we always say, go inch wide, mile deep. Take that one little point and drive it down there and make it better so everybody understands what they're going to do and they can do it really well by the time they leave that room. When you're writing your breakout, start with an outline, which is your main points, obviously, and your sub points, and then add in some activities. So don't fill out the whole speech or the whole session. 
get the outline and put the activities into the outline and then work out how you're going to deliver that activity. Is it going to be using paper and pens? Is it going to be on whiteboards? Is it going to be done using interactive software? Whatever, okay? Remember, a breakout session is all about teaching, not listening. When you're teaching, you've got to get people doing something because you want them to take that information on board and to really make it part of their soul. Number two, develop interactive activities that encourage your attendees to participate and collaborate. As I said, get those activities into your plan, but... We'll be right back. Imagine your insights spreading like wildfire across the internet, your message resonating with thousands, if not millions. That's the power of SEO and social media in our digital age, and it's amplified by the boundless potential of AI. If you're looking to power up your online presence, listen up. We've got something special for you. It's called AI Ignite. Picture this. Your content climbs Google rankings. People see your work first, and your audience grows, all with less time and effort from you. That's what AI Ignite is all about. We're talking leveraging cutting-edge AI to amplify your SEO. With this course, you'll learn how to craft content that's not just good, but Google great. It's about making the internet work for you, driving traffic right to your doorstep from search and social media. And guess what? You don't need to spend hours doing it. AI Ignite shows you how to automate the grind so you can focus on what you do best, engaging with your growing audience. Sign up for AI Ignite and let's get your message out there, ranking high and catching eyes. It's time to save time and do well online. Dive into AI Ignite. Start creating content that ranks and resonates. Visit ProfitableSpeaking.co now and step into the future of SEO. Think about how you can get these activities and make them more interactive. It's all very well to let people sit there and take notes, but I think you should expect more from yourself than that. Now, I'm not one for moving around when I'm in a session. I really hate it when the speakers go, stand up, now clap your hands and all that. No, that is not in my personality, which may come as a surprise to some people because when I'm on stage, I'm quite outgoing. But I don't like that sort of stuff. And I appreciate that for the whole room. So I, I don't do that sort of activity. But there's lots of other opportunities, such as working in small groups or turning to the person next to them or going and getting something from the back of the room and then coming back and sitting down. You can still keep people moving, but you don't have to get them moving around in a way that maybe embarrasses them or keeps them, makes them stand out or they feel that they stand. You can do things like you can get someone out in front to demo something on their business. So if I'm doing an SEO breakout, I might get someone out the front and say, look, is there anyone in the audience who's interested in coming out the front and I'll quiz you a little bit about your business and I'll give you some ideas about how you could do your SEO better. People love that stuff. Now, the key thing is if you do that, make sure that you've got a backup case study just in case you get a room where no one stands up. Don't leave it up to the audience to save you. Have your backup and go, oh, no one today? That's cool. Okay, I've got a case study, so let's look at how this case study fits in with your business. I'm sure you'll learn something, etc. Remember, there's all sorts of things available 
that allow you to make things more collaborative. You can put bit butcher's paper in the middle of a table. You can put sticky notes. You can put pens. There's just so many tools available. All you've got to do is go to the nearest site about teaching and you can pick up dozens and dozens of ideas from there of things that actually work. And then you can try them and see if they work in the type of training or breakout session that you're doing. Number three, create visually stunning and impactful presentation materials to support your key messages. This one I found is really important. I've seen there's a few other speakers that do this, and Keith Abrams is one. And there's quite a few others, but I'm a real big one as far as presentation materials that you can give to the people, as well as your, obviously your matching PowerPoint presentation or whatever it is that you're using to put information up on the main board. So I think like doing a one-page A3 double-sided worksheet is gold because an A3 worksheet can be folded in half and it gives you four pages of workable area. You can have completely nothing on the front, have branding if you want to. You can have on the back, you can have learn more about this and have QR code that they might click, oh, sorry, take a shot of and go to the website or there might be a link that they can type into the computer. So while you may be speaking and you're not allowed to sell, you can get around this subtly by doing this sort of thing because you can have your branding on the worksheet and then you have all the areas that they fill in and it looks really informative. I've never met anyone yet when I've run a session that's complained about me doing this. And just by having some subtle things like do this section and then you talk about it and then underneath you might have a QR code that says watch a video about this if you want to learn more. And you can break it down into five sections or whatever you want to do, but do it in color. And this is a key thing. Doing a black and white print, it's cheap and it's nasty and it looks like that. You can go to Officeworks or talk to a friend who's got a good quality color laser printer and pay them to print it in full color. Okay, It's absolutely worth it no matter how much it costs you because you're guaranteed to get that material in their hands with important writing on it that they've put on and they're going to take it out. Whereas if you just put a sticker or something in their go bag, it's not going to get the same breakthrough. You give them something that they can pull out and apply when they get back to the workplace or put up on a wall, say a checklist or something, gold, absolute gold. If you want to do it yourself, I recommend using Canva. That's what I do. Go into Canva, set the size, do a four-page document and then print it out double page, double sided on A3. That's pretty easy, isn't it? So rather than a booklet, it's a booklet you fold in half. So you may need to reorganize the pages, but most software and to go with printers these days allow you to go one, three, four, two, or whatever order you want it in. Remember, this is your chance to sell without selling. It's very subtle. And yet it looks really good when it's done in the right colors. Number four, leverage social media and other digital marketing strategies to promote your session and track a large audience. Do a video for the organizers that they can share on social media that talks about what you're going to talk about. Make it exciting. Look excited. Tell your face that you're excited. <laughs> Make sure that it, people listen to it, they enjoy it. Embed subtitles on it so that if people are on their phones, they can read it without having to turn the sound on. They can see the animation in your face and they can read it. That's great. Put it up on your social media as well as anywhere else you can put it and promote the conference for the conference organizers. Now, even if it's not related, like the people who see your posts are not related to the organization you're speaking for, it still gives them a little bit of branding opportunity and everybody likes to see that. 
One thing you can do also is do a short pre-conference five-minute session that people can watch and do at home before they get to your session. So this is like a little bit of a setup before they walk in the room. So it might be to assess their business on five key questions that you're then going to build on in the talk. Now, remember, you have to assume that most people won't do it, but they might watch the video. So don't rely on that information when you get up on stage in your breakout session, but just remember that you can set it up a little bit and get people excited about how they could build on what they've already done. Number five, experiment with different delivery techniques such as storytelling, humor, improvisation, and use that to captivate and hold your attendees' attention. Always use stories or case studies, even if it's just a picture of a graph and you tell a story about the graph and that client or whatever it happens to be. People enjoy it. I enjoy it as part of the audience. Everybody enjoys it because they can picture themselves, the possibilities, all those sorts of things. Make sure if you're using case studies in that, mix a range of different case studies if you've got a mixed audience. Or pick a case study that's related in some way to them so that they can picture themselves in there. I suck at humor. <laughs> I'm not good at it. It's pretty simple. But I do like memes and cartoons. So... I will use them in my speeches to bring a little bit of humor in. I can't rely on myself to be funny. Sometimes I do say funny things. It just happens to work out, but I sure as heck can't plan it. So if I put a cartoon in and I pop it up there on the big screen, every, every person in the place gets to see it, and I generally get a little giggle out of the crowd. So I consider that to be a win based on how bad I am at it. When you're delivering in the room, make sure you move around. If you're in a breakout session and you've got a stage, get off the stage and get down among the people. You don't have to be walking around with a mic asking questions because that just terrifies people. You can, and sometimes you will, but you don't have to. You can just walk around and set people some work and peer over their shoulder and say, oh, that looks good. And literally like a teacher does when you're in the classroom. The teacher walks around and goes, oh, you're doing good, Mary. Oh, you're doing good, Joe, et cetera, et cetera, as they go around. People love it. They love the fact that you're out there interacting around them. If someone's done something really good and you see it, ask them, do you mind if I show the rest of the room this? And hold it up. Show people. Use it as a great example. Stephen over here has written this, and this is a perfect example of what I was talking about. So remember I said this? This is what Stephen's written. You can see how he's taken that formula and he's applied it here, whatever it happens to be. So... Yeah, can't reward people and then give them a minty, <laughs> even better, if they've done a great job. So take some minties with you while you're walking around. That gets the crowd a little bit excited as well, or some chocolates, whatever it happens to be. Number six, plan a dynamic and visually appealing room setup to create an inviting and immersive atmosphere. Get the room the way you want it. It's your breakout session. If it's all set up in tables and you want rows or you want pairs or whatever you want, talk to the organisers, go and suss the room out before you start your session. Now, you may not be able to change it, but you might be able to. If you can't completely change it, maybe move some things around or have a little bit of planning session in your head before you, you know, go in there. But it's okay to move stuff around to make it work with what you're trying to achieve. People appreciate the little bit of extra time. As I said, it's not always possible, but it's worth thinking about. You can put stuff on the left of the room and the right of the room. So you might put some posters on one side and you might put some paper on the other. And so people are looking at two 
different sorts of things. So they turn left and they see these posters. Oh, that's interesting. They turn right and they see this white paper. And they're like, okay, what are we going to do with that? And why are those posters over there? Gets people ticking, okay? It's visually interesting. And remember, create a great PowerPoint to highlight the main information. You don't want a thousand bullet points. You just want your key points and any main things you want them to write down, such as a formula or something like that. You don't have to have everything in the PowerPoint. Number seven, prepare for unexpected situations by having a backup plan, okay? Because you'll often have technical difficulties or difficult attendees who are late. Things never run on. That's just part of the game. Okay, you'll have someone who goes too long on the main stage and then no one gets into the breakout rooms and suddenly your 45 minutes is 30 minutes. That is perfectly normal. It's not good, but it's the way it is. So be prepared to wait sometimes. You might have people coming into the room late because they've had to bolt from the main session to the toilet and then come back to you. Even though they would like to have come straight away, it's just not an option. So don't necessarily launch into the deep work in the first five minutes. Ask some questions, reward the crowd, do a few little light activities before you dive into the good stuff. Make sure you've got your crowd's attention before you launch into the information that you're really there to present, okay? Because you want to get maximum effect on the maximum number of people. And people take a couple of minutes to settle down too. It's just the way it is. We can't just switch on, switch off. It's not human. Number eight, encourage attendees to provide feedback during the session, either with live polling or questions and answers. Now, you can use software to do this. This is really easy these days. Right, so Slido, S-L-I-D-O.com is a really simple tool. You can create an interactive questionnaire or an open forum where people can ask questions and they come up on the screen in front of you. And you can also do quizzes and all sorts of things. So there's so many tools available these days that people use them. I've seen them used at swimming carnivals and all sorts of places just to create a bit of fun but you can use them with your audience. Remember, stick to one question per person, okay? If it's a long question, talk to them afterwards and maybe offer them a free consultation or something. But try and get a little bit of interactivity there. Now, that won't fit with every session you do, but it's something to consider for future presentations so that you've got some feedback coming from the crowds. Number nine, use gamification techniques such as quizzes or challenges to make learning fun and engaging. Adding in quizzes, as I said, using Slido and those sorts of tools is fun. One of the key things to remember, bud, is that some people can't use the tech properly. And so you've got to account for that. So using things like web addresses is really easy. So one of the things I like about Slido is that you send everyone to slido.com and then there's a number that they type in at the top and it takes them straight there. So it's not long addresses. It's not hard to get to. There's nothing worse than someone putting an address on the board, steve.com slash XYZ capital Y P Y T. This big long thing. It's a nightmare. I can't even type it. And I've been typing since I was in year, what, eight. So it just is hard to look up and look down, look up and look down. So check that the tool is really easy to use. Otherwise, your gamification is not going to work, okay? Most of the room won't bother. It's just too hard. It destroys the whole flow as well. Number 10, follow up with the attendees after the session, either through social media or webinar, anything you can do to foster ongoing encouragement and learning. 
So one of the things I like to do is invite them to a Facebook group that I might have, like a general Facebook group that people can come to and ask. You can ask them to sign up to your email list to get tips, which is a really good one because you really want to grow an email list. It is the best form of lead marketing there is. You might invite them to listen to your podcast (laughs) because that's a great place for them to touch base with you. (laughs) There we go. That was one of those bingo words, wasn't it? Touch base. You can offer a free Zoom call to everybody in the room. Now, you can invite them all in on one call and just do a massive question and answer session for an hour. Why not? It doesn't have to be a one-on-one. If everybody's got one question, you've got 50 people on the call, that's going to keep you busy and everybody on the call is going to learn something. Whatever it is, try and get them into your orbit. Try and keep them connected to you because most people in the room will take something away from the session, but there will be a percentage in that room that really want to take it further. They want to succeed at what you started talking about and they want to turn that breakout session into kind of a launch pad into improving their business. So if they stay in your orbit, then they're going to be around someone who is successful and can help them there. So Don't feel guilty for asking people to connect with you. Your whole job there is actually to help them. It's not just to present something. You're there to help people succeed. And part of that is getting them into your orbit. Okay? So by setting clear learning objectives, creating visually stunning materials, and experimenting with different techniques for delivery, you can create an immersive and engaging learning experience for your attendees. As you plan your next breakout session, don't forget to ask for feedback from your audience and use that feedback to continuously improve your sessions in the future. By implementing the tips and tricks that I've shared in this episode, you can take your session to the next level and, more importantly, leave a lasting impression on your attendees. I hope you found this episode of the podcast on developing and delivering conference workshops and breakout sessions valuable and informative. If you did, I have a challenge for you. Hit that like button and subscribe to our channel now, and then share this podcast with another speaker who could use the tips and strategies we've shared. Let's help each other grow our businesses and make an impact in the speaking world. Together, we can reach even more people and make a bigger difference. So don't wait, take action now and share the love. Thanks for tuning in and get ready for more exciting interviews in the future. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Profitable Speaking Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please help a friend and share it with them. Until next time, we hope you have a fun and profitable week.